Hello, family, and welcome to Kingwood Methodist. In John 4, 23, Jesus states that a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. As we gather at church and open God's Word, we are not just coming together for the sake of gathering, but also to learn the truth of God and how we can grow to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. As we continually surrender our lives to the Word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we become the types of worshipers our Heavenly Father seeks. Let's dive in together. I am Emily Priestmeyer, and I want to welcome you all here tonight. Um, this is a house of prayer, and so... Um, I want to I want to open this message with a word of prayer. I'm going to be reading from. I actually just changed my mind about what I was going to read. I'm going to read from Psalm 24 and make that our prayer tonight. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from their Lord and vindication from from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Now this is the really good part. It's all good, but this is the really good part. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. He who is this King of glory, the Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. So I pray that tonight, we, um, Lord, we lift up our heads, we lift up our eyes to you, we look to you, and we open up our hearts to you like those gates to let you, Lord of glory, come in and do the work that you do in us. I pray healing over us, Lord, and I pray that you would speak through me. Let it be your words tonight. Open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive, Lord, and open our eyes the way that you did, Bartimaeus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I think it's, it's interesting that um, Ryan was talking about the deep calls to deep and, and what that means, because for about a month now, um, I have been hearing the word visceral. That is not a word that I ever use. I had to look it up, um, but I woke up one morning and that word just kept playing over and over and over in my head. And so I thought, okay, fine, I'll look it up. And it means the deepest part of us, our heart, our liver, our lungs, all the, the, our insides, the deepest parts of our insides. And in the Hebrew, the understanding of that is that that, that is the womb. That is where our emotion and our love grows from. And so when I hear deep calls to deep, I, I got that, that image of this visceral depth, this visceral love that Jesus has for us, Um, the deepest part of us crying out to the deepest part of him, and he hears us. 
and he responds. He is not surprised by anything that we bring here with us tonight. And he is ready, he is ready and willing to heal. So we're going to um, shift gears right now to uh, the story of Bartimaeus. And if you'd like to read along with me, I'm going to be in Mark 10, 46 through 52. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. The word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, in this scene, they're, they're leaving Jericho. They're walking away from the city, and there's Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the road begging. He's, he's probably been doing this for a long, long time. We don't know how long he's been blind, but we know that he's a beggar. He has a cloak, which gives him the right to beg. It's probably the only thing that he really owns that, that's his. We know that um, his father's name is Timaeus, and we know that he can't see but he can hear, and when he hears this crowd coming, he knows who's coming. He knows it's Jesus, and he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He knows who Jesus is, and he knows what Jesus does. He knows that Jesus is merciful, and he wants some of that mercy. So he has these barriers, these hindrances that are getting in his way, and the first and most obvious one is his blindness. The second one is the crowd. They're getting in his way. He can't, he can't see where he is. He can hear, but he can't see where he is in relation to Jesus. And because of all these people getting in his way, he can't, he can't make it there. So he stays where he is, but he continues to shout, even when they tell him, and that's his third hindrance, they tell him, be quiet. Now, we don't know Bartimaeus. Maybe, maybe he's kind of obnoxious. We don't know. Maybe he sits by the road and yells at people all the time, and, and he's begging, so he probably does have to raise his voice to be heard. But he's got all of these hindrances that he has to overcome in order to get to the one that he knows can heal him. And so I think tonight what, we wanted, what Jesus wants us to know from this story is that there is no hindrance in Bartimaeus' way. From Jesus' perspective, he doesn't see the hindrance. As a matter of fact, Jesus takes those hindrances and he uses them to bring Bartimaeus to himself. The very people who told Bartimaeus to be quiet and sit down and leave Jesus alone are the people that Jesus says, call him. And then they, they do this complete 180 and they say, cheer up, get on your feet, he's calling you. 
Jesus uses a hindrance to bring Bartimaeus to him. Only Jesus can do that. So Bartimaeus throws his cloak aside. That's another hindrance I forgot to mention. That, is, that cloak is what defines him as a beggar. And everyone can see that. So he throws it off. Now think about this. If you're blind and you throw off the only thing that you own that allows you, that gives you the right, the legal right to beg on the side of the road, he must know that Jesus is going to heal him. He knows without a doubt. Otherwise, he'll never find that cloak again in this crowd. So he knows what he's about to receive. And so he comes to Jesus, and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? I have to say that I've, I've read this story so many times, and that, that question that Jesus asks him just kind of came off the page in my face because that is the question that we are trained as prayer team to ask people when they come to us to receive healing prayer. What do you want Jesus to do for you? And then the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. It's a simple request. I also thought it was interesting that Ryan mentioned the man at the, um, at the waters who wanted to, to be healed, who couldn't walk. Because when Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? He started making excuses. He said, well, I do, but there's nobody to get me over there. I've been here for like 38 years, and I'm tired. He makes all these excuses. But Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, I want to see. He answers the question. He knows what he wants, and he knows who can heal him. I do think it's interesting, though, and I'm still... I'm still praying about this, is that Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, teacher, I want to see. He doesn't say physician. He doesn't say doctor. He says, Rabbi. So there's something there in that teaching. He wants to, be, he wants to learn. He doesn't just want to be healed. He wants more. He wants more of Jesus. So Jesus says, Go. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight, and then he followed Jesus along the road. And Jesus was headed to Jerusalem to die on a cross. So Bartimaeus, man, he barely got in on that, that good thing, didn't he? So he was probably one of the last people to, to really follow Jesus, not for very long. He may have heard of him, but he, he wasn't following him for that long. And then I want you to, after he is healed, this is, this is the part that I find so amazing, and I think this is the message for us tonight. So I'm going to read, um, read a little bit of chapter 11. So remember, Bartimaeus has been healed. He's got his sight. He's following Jesus on the road. He's no longer sitting by the side of the road begging. He is a follower. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside the street, tied at a doorway. 
As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. He just got his sight. Bartimaeus just received healing. He joins Jesus on the road. He follows Jesus. And what does he get to see? He gets to see the king enter his kingdom. He gets to see the king enter Jerusalem. And I think it's so cool that the cloak of a beggar that was thrown off so that he could go follow Jesus and be part of the kingdom is mentioned again, not the same one, but they threw their cloaks on the colt for Jesus to sit on. Something that was identified with a beggar, humble beggar, is now what Jesus sits on. And they spread their cloaks on the road so that the colt could walk over them. And Bartimaeus was healed and was able to go and see that with healed eyes. And I think that's the message for us tonight. And I know that, that we have each brought difficult things here tonight. We all need healing, whether we realize it or not. Some of us know exactly what we need healing for. Some of us are still trying to figure that out. We know we need it, but we may not be able to identify what it is, but Jesus does. And no matter what keeps us from being healed, whatever hindrance, whether it's shame or fear, it doesn't matter. Jesus can use it to woo us to him, just like he did Bartimaeus, where we can receive sight. We can receive healing, just like he did. And then, when we follow him, we have new eyes. We have new sight. And no one can take that away from us. And so, as we move forward tonight, we're going to, um, we're going to take communion in just a moment. And then after we take communion, I want to invite you to be like Bartimaeus tonight. I want to invite you to stand up. Stand up and receive healing. If you've come to this service before and you've stayed in your chair, don't stay in your chair tonight. Come see Jesus. Come meet with him. He wants to heal you. He wants to give you new eyes. He wants you to follow him. He loves you. And he heals everyone. And so I invite you to get out of your chairs. When you come up to receive communion, um, we'll be, Stacy and I will be right up here. And so after you receive communion, you can come to the altar. We have um, prayer points at the altar and the names of people you can pray, pray over at the altar. And then we'll have prayer teams in the back. There are kneelers in the back as well. Come to a prayer team, a, a group of um, intercessors, and, and receive prayer. But I also want to invite you to pray for each other. 
Because like Stacy said, this is a house of prayer. And while we have people here who are trained to pray for healing and to anoint you for healing, we are all the prayer team. And so I invite you to pray for each other. Even if it's somebody you don't know, if the Lord illuminates that person for you, go and pray for them. Pray for healing. It's a simple request. Rabbi, I want to see. So let's pray, and then Stacy Stacy will lead us in communion. Father, we thank you for your word, your son, who came to show us who you are, to show us your love for us, to show us that you want to heal your people. Lord, I pray that you meet each one of us here tonight. I pray that we hear from you, Lord. Open our ears, open our hearts. I pray for healing. I pray for prayer. Let us not be shy. Let us not be, be hindered by fear or shame. But let us come to you, just like Bartimaeus. Let us throw off our cloaks, stand up and come to you, unhindered. And Lord, we ask you to use those hindrances to heal us, to bring us to you. Come and move. Come and heal, Jesus. We love you and we trust you, and it's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen.